0: Before we get into the episode, if you guys can please smash that like button and subscribe to Best Candy Ever's channel, as well as re- write and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated and would really help support me and Best Candy Ever. Thank you so much, guys.
1: We both were able to save our money and we got together one day and we were like, you know what, we we need to invest. And we had a plan, you know, we're going to be together. And my whole thought process and his as well is like, why spend $40,000 on a wedding you know, for one day, like it's, let's just invest that in a business because that already is, is a commitment to each other. You know, once you own a business together, you're a lot more committed to each other on paper than you are through marriage.
0: Yo, 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 what is up, Candy Crew? Welcome to this very special episode of Best Candy Ever. Today, I have a very inspirational guest on the podcast. She is an entrepreneur who does so many things um, with this awesome business of hers. Without further ado, I want to welcome Marie, aka one of the founders of the Drop Smoke Shop here in Vegas.
1: Yes. Hi. Also rave and festival. Yes. What's up,
0: girl? I want to say that, first of all, I haven't seen you in forever, which is like about two years ago, I want to say. How
1: have you been? How's everything going? Good. Yeah. Everything's been super cool. I mean, obviously COVID had everything shut down for a year. So we've just super excited to have made it through 2020 and here we are. We're still here. We're still doing it. So I'm just happy. And yeah, it's been so long since we've seen each other when we were doing the shuffle workshops. Those were the days. We're bringing those back soon though, for sure.
0: Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, So before we really dive into it, uh, c- can you give us a little introduction into who you are, um, your business the drop, um, and like everything. Just give us a
1: rundown, especially for people that like haven't even heard of you guys. Okay, yeah, well, my name's Marie. My partner is Robert. Um, we've definitely been involved with the community for the last few years. Um, We were actually inspired to open the drop because we wanted to open a store that is very diverse and a lot more about the culture than just sales. Obviously, we wanted to be able to bring to the community fun festivities, events, things that make it a fun experience when you come. We want it to be a whole experience. So when we opened up the drop, we were actually just going to be a smoke shop in the beginning. And we looked for locations. When we found the location that we got on Eastern and Flamingo, it turned out that it was just like, a way bigger space than we anticipated so that was inspirational like you know what we can make a rave store also because we're gonna have so much room and that was something we both really wanted to do because we've gone to edc like our first one of our very first dates was edc and that was back in 2014 so oh, that wow. was literally like the beginning and he was actually got me into going to raves because it was never really like a thing for me just because i'm from reno raves don't happen out there there's not it's not really a scene it's more like Mexican and hip-hop clubs you know so yeah when I met him you know we started hitting up the raves going to EDC and I would try to shop for clothes in Vegas and they would be so hard to go everywhere and piece things up together actually my first um this is kind of off topic but still on the topic my first EDC my outfit was ridiculous like I wish I had a picture I actually do have a picture I have to show it to you and I, I Googled like what do girls wear to EDC? And, um, it was like, like the leg warmers, like the fuzzy leg warmers and, um, fluffies, the, yeah, fluffies and daisies. And I went to Walmart and I bought like bouquets of daisies, just a bunch of them. And I got safety pins and I glue them and I literally glued them to my top, my bottoms, my fluffies. I was like a flower bush <laughs> <laughs> and like, I went, we met up. With some friends and I told the girl that I was with I was like how does my outfit look I had just met her and she was like a EDC uh OG like she already went she was just wearing like regular spandex shorts she didn't even care and she was like well I think you need more daisies she's like being sarcastic like just you know clowning on my outfit and it's when I look back now I'm like that was what I what I chose to wear. And then it was horrible because this is when EDC was like in June. So it was hot. 20 degrees. Girl, wearing fuzzy fluffies on your legs. It was so hot. And I spent like $150 for them because I bought them at like showgirls or something. I don't know, but I didn't want to toss them. So I was carrying my fuzzies all over the whole EDC. It was like, it was a really crazy experience for me the first time for sure. Oh But anyways, I went off yeah. So I went off on a whole rant. So back to the shop, that was like the inspiration was, you know what, now that we can open a smoke shop and we have enough space, we can bring it all together and make it all one. So, yeah. Yeah. And some of the
0: cool things that I know that you guys have are, I believe it's like an artist contest. Um, I, I think b- basically you guys, um, have people like submit their art right of the drops logo at least that's what I've seen online can you tell
1: us a little bit more yeah well Rob and I are both like huge um how would you say it um like we art love fan- art yeah art fanatics there you go mm-hmm. we love raw art we love raw talent and one thing that I've always loved about raw artists is they're able to express themselves and there's no wrong or right way to make Art pieces. And so that was one of our big thing. We wanted to get involved with the art community because we know that artists tend to be kind of struggling to really make it out there. So that was where we decided to have an art contest and have all the local artists submit different versions of what they think would be cool on our next apparel And then, yeah, so then we, once we picked a winner, actually we let people vote. So we let the community vote. And once the winner was decided, we printed their art on our next drop of clothing. So that's something we want to continue to do is just stay involved with the art community and allow them to design for us and come up with cool designs, even with rolling trays. And um, we want to even come out with our own pashminas and have artists make like raw art, you know, to put on pashminas. So we're actually working on that too. It's going to be cool. Oh, that's so awesome. I think that's so great because it's like, you guys are
0: being really interactive with the community. And I don't know a lot of people that do that, that accept other people's like designs for their upcoming line or whatever. That's super cool. That can be that customizable where it's like your stuff.
1: Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah, so I know you guys carry, oh my God, you guys don't just carry smoke shop stuff. You guys carry a lot of rave stuff too. Um, I saw that you guys even carry like uh, glow effects and yeah. a lot of rave wonderlands uh, uh, line too. I actually have some glow effects stuff right
1: here. I was like, you know, I'll bring, bam. So we got the fuzzy goggles. Oh, those are so adorable. I love these. And then we have some heart kaleidoscope glasses so like you could see hearts yeah those are always fun yeah so I kind of just have a bunch of different options for everybody to try glow effects is such a great necessary item to have with you when you're you know at, at the stage watching the light show yeah I love those those are so freaking adorable I really like
0: the first ones I think those just came out like recently as well yeah yes the fuzzies are the best so fun too yeah (laughs) um you guys carry their uh flow stuff as well right like orbits
1: and yeah orbits wands we have poi um gloves we carry amazing lights as well so all amazing lights you can find here at the drop from gloves to even um what are they called diffusers we have all the oh. cube diffusers, batteries. We got, we keep the batteries on deck for sure. So CR 1620s, if you need them, we got them. That's awesome. I don't know any place that sells the batteries. No, we That's keep really cool. the batteries always.
0: Yeah. So looking from your background, I had a feeling that you guys are definitely into art um, and that you guys do support lots of local artists. Um, I know that you guys definitely work with Jessica from Vegas Flow, as well as a lot of local um, talent within the
1: community. Uh, what has that been like for you guys? Honestly, it's been so great. And I believe in the law of attraction. So it's kind of funny how we got involved with the the community and everybody that's um, entertainment in this rave community, Las Vegas, because when Rob and I were getting things going on the rave side, we were thinking, you know what? I wish we could shuffle to this day. I swear I can't shuffle yet. I could do the T-step and I've gotten it down, but I'm gonna, one day, I'm just going to be like, damn, I'm gonna have the moves and everything, but you know, it's, it's a work in progress. So, um, we talked about how cool would it be? This is way before Jess, Desert Warrior, Vegas flow, before I even knew they existed. We were like, you know what? It would be so cool if we can have like shuffle workshops or something where we can learn to shuffle and have the community come and do classes. And the next thing you know, one of our friends introduced us to Jess. It was literally like the next week, here comes Jess, like I'm Vegas vlog. I do shuffle workshops. And there she was. It was kind of like, you ask and you shall receive, you know? And it was ever since then, like, I love her. I love the Vegas flow team. I love what they're about. And even just the positivity that comes from it and dancing to release and, you know, just all express yourself, self-expression and just getting together and just, you know, making that bond. I love everybody. That's a part of Vegas flow, especially because Everybody's so different, but the dancing kind of brings all the different people together. And I love that. So it's been so fun. And it was cool when you came that time too. That's how we met. And it was just such a great time. I was about to say, that's when I was introduced to you guys. And
0: that's when I was, that was my first time ever really coming into the drop. Otherwise, I wouldn't have really found out about it. And when I found out that you guys do all these other things like, for example, comedy shows. I was like, who are these people? Like they're definitely within the scene, but you guys have so many interests um, that aren't just rave related. And uh, I think that's so awesome. You guys are so versatile in that way, but you guys still have like EDM integrated everywhere within your store.
1: Yeah. And I love that. And even with our three-year anniversary. So we just celebrated that on Sunday. Congratulations. Was, thank you so much. It was such a great turnout. And it was so cool to see like the hip hop community because we had a rap battle going on. So we had the hip hop community here. Then we had the cannabis community and then we had the rave community. And it was just so cool to see such diverse people all together in a mixer, just hanging out, having a good time. And just so cool. And like the evil twins, they came out, they brought the rage cage. They were doing their fire, fire tricks and everything. And then we had Saturn superstar shout out to Saturn superstar because she really is a superstar. She came through and she was doing her stilt walking and she actually performs at for insomniac. So she actually does walking. And so it's so cool that this is a second year in a row that I've had her do that. And it was the same thing with her and the evil twins. just, they just kind of flowed and it, like gravitated towards us. And it was just so cool to, now I just feel like best friends with everybody. And I'm just like, I'm so grateful for the way the drops, like bringing everybody together, you know? So I love
0: it. 100%. It almost looked like a little mini festival that you guys had going on with all the art, talent, all the food. And I know that you guys did like <clears throat> a really cool giveaway or a raffle for like like $2,500 worth of stuff, right?
1: Yeah, so we actually had all our sponsors um bring different items. We had Loudpacks Jay, so he's he's a really big uh influencer in California. And so a lot of people know him in the cannabis community and he has his own clothing line, um, gold label. So he brought all kinds of merch and just gave it away to everybody. Um, we also did a $300 cash prize to the winner of the rap battle. Um, and then we were just all our sponsors like cushy punch, um, a CBD brand. We, you know, we were able to give away tons of CBD, which is great because everybody was able to loves it. Know, really, of course they love it. And it's It's really cool for people who've never really tried it. There was a lot of new people who haven't been exposed to it also. So super cool. Yeah, that's so, I feel
0: like that's such a great mixer, but you guys just have so many different communities that you guys are involved with. Um, What would you say is the hardest part about being a specialized smoke shop, but yet having all of these different connections?
1: Um, you know, the biggest challenge that I've faced or we faced during this would be our website. Oh my goodness. Our website has been the biggest challenge. And mostly because it's so tedious to build a website and having to put all the details into it and sharing our inventory within the store along with our website. There's a lot more to it. A lot of people come in and they think, oh my God, I would love to work here, which I'm pretty sure they would because everybody who does work here loves it. The thing is, it looks like we're just playing around and having fun and hanging out, but there's a lot of behind the scenes, really hard work that happens on a continuous basis. And we're like work, work, work. Even when it looks like we're just having a party, we're working, you know, and back to the website, because we're a smoke shop, it's considered high risk. So, really, possibly, yeah. So actually, um, cannabis is still federally illegal in certain hmm. states, right? So, um, back then, smoke shops were considered paraphernalia, right? So it's still where it's where it's normalized now in Nevada, California, smoke shops. It's so normalized in other states, you know, where it's still federally illegal um smoke shops are considered paraphernalia so the website situation banks are still very conservative and they actually uh don't want to allow processing of paraphernalia so the way you word things you can ha- you can't say that a bong is a bong or that it's for cannabis. It has to be like, it's um it's a water piece, it's art, glass art, things like that. And uh, we've been shut down multiple times by our processors where my website went down, like literally right before Black Friday. My website was shut down. I had to spend three no. days no sleep, like going crazy, like trying to get my whole web development team on the phone, trying to literally find a processor. And luckily, like I had to make phone calls. I got the right people on the phone and I was able to get a processor right on time. Like we launched, relaunched literally like two hours into Black Friday and we got it back on and it was up for two days and then they shut us down again. So we were able to get through Black Friday. Then I had to find another processor. So now I'm with a really good processor where um, that's what they specialize in. There are higher rates when it comes to processing fees and things like that but my ultimate goal is to be able to provide more than to more than just the Las Vegas community I love the Las Vegas community but we're trying to be nationwide like we want to be known we're trying to be a tourist attraction here and that's why we're really pushing to involve ourselves with the community and the rest of the country as well as influencers and other brands and we love the fact that we're a small business we're only three years in and we're starting to get recognition for the hard work that we put out and we're all about build helping build other small brands and other other people who are trying to get to where we're getting to because we know how hard the work it is you know what I mean so that's where that been a a challenge but we have overcome it and our website like if you guys get a chance the go check it out it's still the major work in progress we are also working on getting the rave site a lot more fun um, because our website is actually when you go on our website it's Everything, because we're considered a culture shop, right? So when you go on there, there's cookies, there's exotic pop, there's a smoke shop. But then we have a rave and festival section where we carry rave wonderland. We have set for life, flow effects, amazing lights. So we're still continuing to build the rave section of our website. So that, like, what I tell my web developers is I want it to be a party. I want you to go on our website and just see, like, fun explosion of parties. So what's what we're working on right now, for sure.
0: Oh my God. That's so much. I feel like that's so much stuff to go on behind the scenes. I didn't know that you guys, well, I knew that you guys had a website, but I didn't know that they attempted to, they they shut you down, shut you guys down so many times. And in terms of processing, does that mean like you well were you the one who was going like word by word trying to make sure that you guys weren't using words like bong or yeah yeah we
1: had to go in we literally all it took three of us and four almost four of us to go in and just every single product start going and cleaning up the information all the data like exporting files importing files like re-going through it over and over and over again it's it's it was such a challenge and it still is to this day because with us, you know, most rave stores—they're rave stores, so no problem selling clothes and accessories. You know, most smoke shops—they're just the smoke shop. What happens then when you tie in clothing and smoke shop? There's the, there's a very specific way everything has to be uh, detailed on there so that it doesn't cross communicate and come off as, um, I guess, you know, like something illegal. Yeah, there you go. Illegal. So it's, it's a lot to it. Definitely. And about how many
0: products do you guys carry? Like in terms of,
1: uh, in terms of quantity? Oh my goodness. Like, so like each type of product, we definitely have over like a couple thousand products, like individually. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And there's only now, four of you guys working on yeah. all that the Yeah well I think now we're at about seven. Um I have a really great family. My family is my team. I love them so much. They've put in so much work. It's been it's just been great to have my family so so supportive throughout the years from the beginning, you know, and they come in and they help and they volunteer and they they've helped us so much. But we also have employees who just happened to just join the team. They, they all started as customers, to be honest. All our, all our team. Oh, wow. Were customers that came in and would just like support and start hanging out and I'm like, you know what? You should work here. You know, you, 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 and they, you know, they just became part of the team because they were always here. And now it's, it's just so great the way we built our team, you know, and we're only building more. We are definitely getting busier and busier it's crazy how fast, especially now that COVID's shut down, or COVID's, the world's reopening, it's like getting even more busy, so, which is a great. Yeah, that's a good thing. Um, th- there are a couple of smoke shops
0: that were near um, my place, but then after a while, like my boyfriend and I noticed that they were no longer there. So I'm really happy to hear that you guys still were able to make it through all this craziness were you guys open the majority of the time or did you guys have to at one point do like curbside delivery
1: or have to do some alternate business? Thank you for, you know, for being happy for us that we're still opening and we're still open Uh and we make it through. I appreciate that. Um, To be honest, I'm thankful to the community for sure that helped us stay open throughout this whole year because without them, you know, we would have wouldn't have any business. I think what really got us through COVID and it was crazy because we were pretty busy during COVID. Like things didn't slow down for us. Maybe. Oh, my God, that's awesome. It did here or there. But for the most part. Because we launched our website, remember back to how I said um, Black Friday of 2019. So that was when our website got shut down. I got it back up, then it was shut down for a couple of months, and all that hard work. I went through so much work until about January 2020, and I was able to get my website back up with the with the right processor. So the crazy part is, because the world shut down, all the smoke shops shut down there was a very small percentage of smoke shops who had websites with everything that people were looking for. So I, my website sales just like went up like crazy. And I've been shipping across the country because think about all the states where they had complete shutdowns where they couldn't even leave their house. They couldn't even go to a smoke shop and get anything. So we were just getting so many online sales and then, when they shut us down, um, we kind of refused to shut down because we're like, oh, my God, no. What do you mean? Like, we work so hard. Hiking towels to shut our business down. Right. You know, and we were wearing masks. We were sanitizing. We were trying to still keep things open. But then we got served. The state came and served us a paper and said, nope. Are you, you serious? Got down. Yeah, they shut us down. We went home for two days and we were started going crazy because Rob and I are like not homebodies. We do not spend a day at home. We have to be out proactive doing something. So we were like, we're going back to the shop. We'll just have the door locked and we'll just start getting things done. Luckily, the website was already up. I got in touch with my web development team and we created the curbside pickup option where people can place the order and come um, pick up their option their orders and we would just go outside like with a mask with gloves and we'd give them their stuff with a sanitary wipe and everything and that's how we did it and we did that for about two months of just appointments we would let people book appointments where only one person could come in the store every hour so I had like a an appointment book and people would call and we were doing appointments and it was a lot I can't even believe and I was so heartbroken I was like how did we just work so hard to open a business and it's flourishing and everything. EDC is getting bigger. The rave community has grown in Las Vegas and, you know, smoke shop everything. And it was just, it was really disappointing, but we just were like, you know what, we're going to get through this. And, be honest, I was like, the world's going to reopen. There's no way we're going to stay shut down forever. So we just have to like go hard and just keep pushing. And that was what we did. We just made sure to stay as involved as possible as we could. So.
0: Right. And I think that you guys did such a great job at being able to adapt that fast. I think that's what a lot of people don't really see about small businesses is that, you guys had to adapt through the change. And it's like, okay, like what, in what ways can we continue to sell our product to get our stuff out there, but still be able to go by these guidelines and not break any rules. And you said you guys even got served. I feel like that's a big struggle that a lot of small businesses go through, but I'm just so thankful that you guys were able to make it past that and not have to, you know, um, shut down or permanently like lose the store and everything that you guys have worked so hard for. Um, in, in terms of like, you know, employees, was that something that you guys had to talk about in terms of like letting people go? Were you guys able to kind of keep everyone so that way everyone
1: still had a little income coming? Um, well, what, what ended up happening is during that time, it was still only family based. So, like I said, my family have their all my family members have their own jobs, careers, their own things going on. Um, So for the most part, this was always there, like they just enjoyed coming to help me and be involved. And it was just an extra thing for them to do. So um, we didn't really have employees per se, um, but because my family members they did get you know laid off because things shut down. Um they obviously spent more time with us and it was just more about you know what let's take this as an opportunity because things when we first opened the shop everything just happened like I just remember being okay like, hey, grand opening this and that and then before you know it it just was nonstop nonstop and we just events this that you know we do pop-up booths at um all of the smaller raves that are local you know with the evil twins that would throw we would just do like pop-up booths where we'd go out there and take our booth and sell you know our glasses and led products and um so i'm sorry <laughs> i'm like what was i talking about um, oh you're good um uh, your family supporting oh, yeah. you so yeah, so because of all of those things, it did actually get a setback because inventory would keep coming in. Everything was still kind of a mess. So we actually thought of it as like a blessing in disguise. You know what? We have a couple months to get it together, to really catch up because for being a new business, everything was moving so fast for us that it gave us an opportunity to slow down, clean up shop, clean up inventory, clean up like just the way our method of doing everything and it. I think it turned out for the best. And it was also great for our website because we just launched, I just went through all that to launch the website. And it was such perfect timing the way it happened, that it was almost like it really gave our website a chance to be known and, and grow. And so I really kind of took that as, as that, but family wise and employee wise, it wasn't until the only person that aside from that family was the web developers and they were able to work remotely. We would zoom just like we are, you know what I mean? We would have zoom conversations and just get everything built. And that was the main priority during that. And as we got closer to winter, like I said, the certain friends, the certain customers that became friends that started coming around more and more to help us just we ended up being like, you know what, you you should work here. We're kind of still, you know, picking up, but we knew we were going to get busy once everything reopened and we wanted to be prepared. So, yeah.
0: That is so nuts to think
1: that because so many different smoke
0: shops, like their website wasn't able to be up because of, you know, legal things that you guys were able to like prosper and survive because of your team. I I feel like that's so cool. And is, um, I feel like that's why people that kind of work behind the scenes are so important, but that's insane to me. Did you, well, when you guys created the drop or even thought of the idea, uh, did you guys envision it being like this, or did you guys open it up as a smoke shop first? And then you guys kind of integrated, like all things rave things with the community and
1: art. Um, well, I think the way it happened, I'm actually from Reno. And so mm-hmm. back home, there's two smoke shops out there. One's called Hippies and one is called the Melting Pot. And so I've been a hippie my whole life, you know, and I would love to go to these these um, smoke shops, but they weren't your traditional, like, you know, when you go in a smoke shop, you walk in and there's just rows of glass and a couple incense and then you pay and that's it. These two particular stores were fun, like interactive, like colorful, fun stuff everywhere. And I used to love that. That was like my thing. So when I came to Vegas, I would search and search for a store like that. Like, how is this Vegas? How is there not a store like that? And I never found one. And so Rob and I, you know, we were already both on the same page. We both had, you know, savings. We both had a whole idea. Like we, we want to start a business. Well, what's it going to be? We literally would sit there with a notebook and be like taco truck, clothing store, smoke <laughs> shop, rave store, like, you know, all the different ideas. And we didn't really know exactly where we were going to go, but we were both really big on the smoke shop idea because that's something we have mostly in common. So we decided to go smoke shop. And that was the plan. We had other ideas about rave store, clothing store, um, you know, food truck, this and that. So when I went to my business advisor, um, I found a business advisor. This is before I even filed licenses, anything. I was like, what do I do? I want to start a business. And he's like, okay, well, what do you want to do? So I had my notebook and I was like, well, a taco truck, a clothing store, a smoke shop, or this and that. And he goes, stop, stop right now. First of all, <laughs> You're, you're you're moving too fast he's like I need you to go home take your notebook circle one of those and come back when you know which one it is he's only one he's like you're literally overthinking yourself you can't do all 10 you're gonna fail if you try to do all 10 at once because you have to be able to focus on one thing one niche one you know project and then execute it and then you can move to the next he's like if you try to do 10 things at once like you only have two arms you can't so i was like okay darn so i go back home i tell rob like he says we have to pick one we can't do all of these like you know so we agreed on smoke shop so i go back and I'm like okay smoke shop and he's like all right this is what you do file your licenses dah, 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 dah. so i go and i do all of that now we're only going to do a smoke shop for the for the first part but we knew we wanted to do rave we knew we wanted to do clothing store we knew food this and that but we were just like okay smoke shop so then i had to become my own realtor Because when I try to find commercial realtors, they wouldn't call me back. I don't know, like they would slack off. Like I had this guy sending me lists of locations. I was going to meet him. He had an excuse every time like, oh, my my dog fell in the pool. Oh, my phone broke. Oh, my this. I was like, what kind of realtor are you? So I took it upon myself to drive around the city and literally find my own commercial locations and call the owners and set up, you know, viewings. And I found this location and it was so crazy how perfect it was. I was amazed. And it's such a big space. You've been here. It's such a big space. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what this, we can do so much more with this. So once we signed the paperwork, him and I both talked and we were like, you know what, we'll get the smoke shop, but there's room to grow. So All our other aspirations are going to like come in because we have the room to do it. As soon as we see seen the lot, we're like, we're going to do events one day. We're going to do this one day, but we're going to listen to the business advisor and do one thing, file the papers and go smoke shop first. But then as EDC came around and we went and we had so much fun, we were like, you know what, let's just, let's do the rave too. Like not screw what he says, but we can do it. You know what I mean? Like just cause he says we can't, we could do this. We could do the smoke shop and the rave. So we actually called one of our really good friends Rolo because he's deep in the rave scene, like way before us. He's been a raver since he was born. Like his parents rave, like that's just kind of how it is. So he helped us to narrow down our vendors and start getting all our orders in. And then, you know, we just made that happen. So when we opened, we were literally opening as a smoke shop and a rave store like that's how we opened and it wasn't the plan to to do it like all together it was more we wanted to do a smoke shop we wanted to open a rave store but then the space just allowed us to bring everything in and then as time progressed and we started meeting more people in the community we just were like we can do events here we can get involved with the artists and the craziest part was exotic pop. so you know we're known for the exotic pop, right? That's like one of our most popular drinks. Yes. Exotic pop right here. So if you guys don't know, go follow exotic pop, exotic pop, Las Vegas, because all the different variety of sodas. And the crazy part is when we were introduced to exotic pop, um, one of our employees now employees, Cosby, he just was a friend, a customer always coming in talking good company. He ended up knowing, um, somebody uh, representative for Exotic Pop, and they were looking for a location in Las Vegas. They wanted to be in Las Vegas. They just didn't know where. And he mentioned us to them. He said, you know what? I think that this store would be cool. So they come in. I had no idea what Exotic Pop was, nothing. like They walked in the door and they were like, yes, this is perfect. Yes, let's do it. And I'm like, do what? Like, what's going on? And they're like, we think we you should put exotic sodas in here, this and that. And at the time, I was so open to everything. I was like, yes, okay, let's do it. Like, I just was so super open with consignment too, because one thing about being a business owner is you have to purchase your inventory up front. You have to pay for it up front, and if it doesn't sell quick enough, you know, you're sitting on money. Um, if it, you know, if you have to reduce the prices, there's a lot of risk with investing in inventory, right? So consignment was really huge for me because it allows my vendors to give me the inventory uh almost like they let me borrow it. And then I sell it and once it's sold, I pay them their cut and I keep my cut. Right. So that's how consignment ended up working out so well. They they said, you know what, just take the sodas, see how they work and you, you know, you're gonna do well brought the sodas in and I didn't know so many people love soda and like the exotic sodas. And so now we're just like a huge exotic pop vendor in Las Vegas. And that had nothing to do with our business plan. And it's actually brought in us so much success with our community and marketing and just being able to be known, you know, nationwide. It's, it's just been such a, such a blessing, but just so unplanned, you know? And I just love the way everything turned out. Yeah, I've never had exotic pop. Is it just like flavored soda, or you just put it into your you put it into your water, right? No. Well, so this is actually one that I'm drinking right now. It's a Minute Maid um, berry punch. So they're pretty much flavors that you can't find locally. So we get like sodas from Japan, Korea. We get uh, like the white peach Fantas. We get pink Pepsis like Blue Pepsis, um, Canada Dry Vanilla Cream, just tons of different sodas that are super exotic that are hard to find. Or sodas from the East Coast, like the Big Shots, um, the Bigs, it's just pretty much flavors that you can't find. And then now we've ventured into snacks. So now we have all kinds of crazy snacks from you know from Thailand. We have Kit Kats, like orange Kit Kats, strawberry Kit Kats. Ooh. Yeah, just like a lot of really cool snacks too. Oh, that's
0: awesome. I feel like that kind of, uh, what is it? That kind of checks off like some of the stuff that was on your list that you were showing to the your business advisor, like like Taco Truck. Well, snacks are c- close enough for now, I guess, but that's yeah. awesome. I didn't know you guys even carried the snacks, let yeah, alone the exotic have- pot.
1: Yeah, we have a really big, well, it's been a while. You got to come down. It's been a while since you've been here, but I know with COVID things are just starting to pick up and people are getting out. So we pretty much just did a full restock. Now that everything's open, we've just like loaded the store up. So we have a lot of stuff to choose from. I'm
0: so excited. That's so cool. I feel like you guys kind of, you know, followed your dreams in terms of creating this vision. Would you say that it, that like even getting started, how did you guys do that? Do you guys have to Save up a whole bunch of money, or you guys took whatever you had in your savings, and we're like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. Or did you guys have to like borrow money
1: from you know family or like the bank? Um, actually, I want to say we're we're both very blessed that we were able to work really hard and save our money. Um, we both had great opportunities before COVID. You know, we were I was working for the nightclub industry, which was really really good money for me um i was smart enough to save it all you know rob has multiple he had multiple uh careers he was a boxing trainer he had a he he was co-owner with his dad in texas of a uh what is it construction type of company um like in building homes and things like that so we both were able to save our money and we got together one day and we we're like you know what we we need to invest. And we had a plan, you know, we're going to be together. And my whole thought process and his as well is like, why spend $40,000 on a wedding, you know, for one day, like it's, let's just invest that in a business because that already is, is a commitment to each other. You know, once you own a business together, you're a lot more committed to each other on paper than you are through marriage. So that was a, a really big thing for us to You know, I was like, "Hmm, you know, I'd rather let's let's build something together and be our own boss, but also do what we love and what we're passionate about, because I actually read a book in college. I went to college. Yes. And I read this book and my teacher, I was going to be a dentist. That was literally I was I was going to be a biology major. I was like, I'm going to be a dentist. This is what I'm going to do. And calculus made me depressed. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. That's a hard class. I was crying every day. It was depressing. Like, I just, I hated it. And I just was like, I don't know. And I felt like maybe if I could have skipped all that and went straight into dentistry, maybe I would have felt different. But I was like, you know, I don't want to do this. And um, I switched my major a few times. And then when I got into business, my English teacher or my business teacher had me read this book called Finding the Open Road, which is a really good book. Um, And it had a lot to do with, basically going for a career that makes you happy that you're going to not feel like you're at work every day even when you're working your ass off like you don't feel like you're at work every day slaving away and that really clicked in my mind after that I was like you know what like it's not about the money the money will always come if you if you're passionate about what you're doing and i think that that was just once I set my mind to that. And Rob set his mind to that. We both just knew we wanted to do something that was going to, you know, fulfill us and feel good about it every day. So,
0: yeah. How old were you guys when you guys decided to create the drop, get a business license? Um,
1: 2017, uh, August was when we filed it, but we were already planning it from 2016. So a year before that I was 26. And he's actually five years older than me. So he was 30 or he's actually wait, hold on. He was 31. One. So yeah, he was 31 and I was 26 when we were like, just jotting down notes. Like we would just, you know, be smoking, hanging out, whatever, and start writing. Like, what should we do? Like, just like dreaming, you know, writing down, what could we do? Then it was summer of 2017 that I met with the business advisor and, uh, was like, how do we take this to the next step? Let's make it happen. And then it was August when I filed the paperwork. And so that's when we filed our business license. And then that was August of 2017. October, November is when we searched for location. December, we we signed the lease. And we set our grand opening for March of 2018. So that was the grand opening. That was the birth of the drop. And I was twenty eight and Rob was thirty three and yeah, I super blessed to be able to have become a business owner at twenty eight years old and just have that opportunity you know, and just it was it's just been such a great experience for sure absolutely, and that's
0: why I'm kind of picking your guys's brains because I knew that you guys were young, and so just getting an idea of how you guys even started your business as a young entrepreneur, um, I think, is really interesting because a lot of people our age or even younger would like to do something like this: quit their nine to five or quit whatever job they they had. Like for you, example, you said you used to work like in the nightclub industry, and now you have your own business. And I mean, I'm guessing you can. I don't want to say do whatever what whatever you want, but you have more freedom in terms of, um,
1: let me cut you off right there. Okay. Let's hear it. Opposite. When you think you're quitting a nine to five to be your own boss. Now you're working 24 seven. Like I Mm. work, I, I get to, I wake up in the morning. I check emails. I check orders. Um, I get in contact with vendors, you know, customers, I get to work. I work the whole entire day. I get off. I go home, I place orders, I do emails, I follow up with customers, Instagram, social media, the web developer meetings, like there is never a day off. There's never, there's never a moment off. Like even when I'm think it's my day off, I'm laying in bed on my laptop, like, okay, you know what I mean? And that's a day off. So I think one thing that people do need to know is that when you think, you know, you're going to quit your nine to five to be a business owner and be your own boss, like, yes, you will. But you have to expect to work 20 times harder than you would at a nine to five, because what happens is when it becomes your business, you care about it way more, you know, than when you're working for somebody else. You can slack off like, oh, you know, I don't care. I'm hungover today, whatever. And that used to happen to me all the time, you know, but when it's your own business there, you don't want to slack off because you don't want to be late. You can't call in. I can't call into work. Even on my worst day, I cannot call into work because I have yet three years later, I have a great team, but I have yet to reach a point of comfort with leaving my business completely. Like I I can't even leave it unless Rob's here. I'll have a day where I'm not here, but him and I have not taken a vacation together where we let's go be gone for a week and leave, leave the company because we haven't reached that point yet and we're three years in, you know? So I think that that's something people who are inspired or want to start a business, be prepared to literally work your ass off. And you have to be able to have self-discipline because now you don't have a boss yelling at you or telling you you're in trouble. You're going to get fired. You're on point system. Like you have to be your own boss. You have to drag yourself out of bed. You have to make sure that you're motivated and happy and up every single day, you know, ready to go. So that has been a huge Eye opener for me, for sure. And even like on the three year anniversary, you would think on the three year anniversary we're like running around, having fun, partying. Nope, I had a, it was great blessing. Had a line out the door the entire time. The best day of sales history of the drop. It was so great. Thank you to everybody who supported. But I was behind that register, like you know what I mean, ringing people up the whole time and. Um, our special guest was like even he even says like you guys need to hire employees like you guys should be like hanging out and having fun. I'm like, do we have employees? And they're all working hard too. And we're very hands on with what we do. And we love our customers. We love our company. Our customers love us. Like they want to see us. We're we're not just gonna be here and you know lollygag. Like we want to show our community like what we bring, what what we're here, what we're doing. So it was just like. A lot of people were kind of confused, like, why are you guys working? Why are you behind the register? Well, that's what we do, you know, and maybe one day eventually we'll, we'll be able to have that time. But I love my customers and I love to be able to interact with them and, you know, get to know the faces. I actually have people where I've learned their faces. They come so often and we've been able to become friends just off of seeing them every day. I watch their kids grow up. I'm like, wow, this is crazy, you know? So. Absolutely. And I.
0: I can respect you guys so much more just from you saying that I didn't mean to make it sound like earlier that you guys are just here with all this money, like having fun. Like I think for sure what you said, when it's yours, you're going to work a billion times harder when you're you're your own boss, you're not going to call off a of work because it's your work and in the end, you don't want to slack. But also, I think that eventually you guys... Will become so successful and reach that point where you guys can leave the store for a week or two and not have to worry. But I think that's the thing is when you're a boss or when you own something, you're never really off. You can't just clock out and not think about work until the next day.
1: Mm-hmm. No, you can't, especially when there's continuous things in your mind. Like I don't even listen to the radio when I drive anymore because what do you I you listen to my, the thoughts in my head. <laughs> wow. All the Millions of things that I need to get done. I'm like driving and I'm seriously just like in my mind. <laughs> it's so funny, but yeah, that's like what happens. And I find myself in, if I have a passenger, they're like, um, can we put the radio? I'm like, Oh yeah. Sorry. I didn't even realize because I'm like in my mind, like okay, this, 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 this check, check, check. And I have to like organize my thoughts, you know? So it's kind of it's an odd thing, but yeah, I mean, I still listen to music, but you know, when you're on the go, that's how it works.
0: Yeah. I imagine you being so, so task oriented and having to do so much. Do you have a, a system that you use? Like, do you do a planner or do you use something online to kind of create little lists for you?
1: Um, well, okay. So I do have, reminders. I have a calendar. I have a, I have like three planners and all my planners are exploding with stuff. Um, I use a sticky note method. So I have a whole bucket of sticky notes and every time I need, I think of, I need to do this. I write it on a sticky note and I stick it And I stick it and my desk becomes infested with sticky notes. And that's when I'm like, okay, grab the sticky note. Like, what do you got to do? What do you got to do? And I have to, and if if I check, 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 then I can throw it away. So when I see sticky notes everywhere, I'm like, oh my God, get it together. Like this, this, you know what I mean? It helps me see that I have so much because putting it in a, in a agenda is one thing. Putting it in your phone is another thing, but then the sticky notes on top of that, just everywhere to see them and remind you it really helps. And then um, I do have, like I said, a great team. My family is very helpful. So my sister and my cousin, they've been so helpful. I'm always like, Hey, please take a note of this, take a note of this. And they do, and they take notes and they help me to remember things. So I just try to really get as much done. And that's what I was saying. Like Rob and I, when we get home from work, you know, we get home probably 10 PM or so we'll go home and we sit in our kitchen at our big table and we probably work for another three or four hours. We are on our computer. We have notebooks. We're writing, we're planning six months in advance events. We're ordering six months in advance inventory. We're anticipating what the next you know, thing we're going to do is what, what we have to fix. We're consistently just trying to write down all those notes and we we've made it a system too, where at night it makes us feel better if we can at least talk about 10 things we need to get done tomorrow and we write it down at night
0: yeah before night. you guys go to
1: bed yeah so that way in the morning we have a clear mind like okay you're you're gonna go here here and here and get this this and this I'm gonna go here 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 and get this this and this we gotta do this this and this because if you don't talk about that, which there were times where we wouldn't cause we'd go home and be so tired, we'd just pass out. The next morning, everything's a fog, we're foggy. We're like, what are we supposed to do, you know? So it is so helpful to have those, you know those meetings that we have every night and just try to really grasp the next day and the next week, so yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's smart that you guys plan your your days ahead of time. I feel like that would save you guys so much time and is only better to be that organized for sure. What advice would you have for
1: young entrepreneurs? Um, My main advice would be, like I said, be willing and ready to work hard because it's not easy. It's not a walk in the park. Um, There's so many challenges that just come, things you literally don't expect that would be on your list. I just got a call from OSHA the other day and OSHA is... Um, the organization who protects employee rights in the country you know so employees have rights and obviously as an employer you have to abide by certain rules and regulations and um, making sure that your employees you know are taken care of and there's a lot to it and I knew about OSHA I've always known I just when they called me and they wanted me to do a whole assessment and all these things that they want to make sure that I have situated. I was like, I didn't even cross my mind about that. The fire department, you know what I mean? Coming in and wanting to make sure that our fire extinguishers, we have an evacuation plan, like just so much things that you don't expect that you have to do. And then the crazy part is my credit card processor will just decide that it wants to shut off out of nowhere so then you're on the phone for hours getting the credit card processor to work again so there's always so much it never ends it's continuous and when you fix the problem three months later the credit card processor start stops working again now you're on the phone for hours again it's like you have to be willing and patient enough to deal with each challenge that comes your way and not give up even when you feel like there's so much weight on your shoulders you have to just keep pushing. And I think if you start with an idea and you think you can't even manifest it, um, I will mention SCORE. SCORE is a Las Vegas business uh, mentorship program. And it's been the highlight of my success. And I'm so grateful to them. I was actually recommended to them by the SBA, the Small Business Administration. So what they do is they have volunteers and the volunteers are all like 60 and up. They're all retired, successful business owners who have retired and they want to volunteer their time to young entrepreneurs or and it doesn't matter what age, just to entrepreneurs to give you the advice and hold your hand through the process at no cost. And oh my gosh. SBA. Yeah. Yes. So score score is the score. organization. Yes. And I found them, crazy part was when I was first looking for business advisors, they were all asking for thousands of dollars. I was interviewing, trying to figure out who was going to be my business advisor. And then when I, the SBA recommended score to me, I set up an appointment with them and my trust went into them because the, the fact that somebody who is a successful retired business owner wants to give you their help at no cost. I trust them because they don't want money from me. So if they're trying to give me their advice and their help, they're going to really, really give me the truth, you know, and I've gone to them consistently and they have literally walked me through everything. Like they were the ones who helped me fill out all my paperwork um, help me understand and whenever I have questions I can call them and they'll set me up they have different people in different departments so they have like someone who specialized in retail someone who specializes in taxes someone who specializes in marketing and you can set up with these different people and have like an hour you know talk and sh- sh- lay it out for them this is what I need help with and they'll help you And, uh, so there's resources out there. And I think that I had no idea how to start a business. We didn't know what we were going to do. We just knew we wanted to, and it was just about research trial and error, like so much trial and error and you learn and you keep going. And when there's a roadblock, like you have no, once you're in, it's like, you have no choice, but to keep pushing because failure is not an option. And I refuse to fail. And that's the only thing that can keep you going is just knowing once you set your mind to it, like there is no turning back, you know? Right.
0: What do you do when you have those days? Well, that's if you have even have them. But when you have those days where you just want to quit and give up, where you're like, I can't do this. This is overwhelming. There's too much on my plate. How do you deal with that?
1: Um, I have those days a lot. I'm not going to lie. And I've actually told people, you know, It looks easy the way we present ourselves on social media and we're all dancing around and having fun. And that's obviously because that's what you don't want people to see you stressed. You don't want people to see, you know, the challenges that you're going through because you want everything to be a great experience for your viewers and supporters. Right. But the behind the scenes, yes. Like I have my days. Um, A lot of times I think I just try to meditate and clear my mind. And like I said, my family has, been here from the beginning I love them so much because I've had my days where I'm like I said I want to quit I want to give up and then I just turn to them and they kind of pep talk me like back to like no like me and my sisters actually have this saying like like when we're feeling like we can't do something we're like I'm a bad bitch I'm a bad bitch I'm a bad bitch you know <laughs> like or I'll tell my sister like no you're a bad bitch like you've got this you know and So whenever I'm feeling like I'm going to quit, I can't like, they're just like, no, you're a bad bitch. Like you got this, you know, like, and I'm like, okay, you're right. And, um, I've had my days, you know, and it's, for some reason, there's always just been like my, one of my family members right there, or Rob and I will balance each other out. Like he'll have his days and I'm like, no, it's all good. Like we got this, I'll have my days. And he's like, no, you know, so we haven't had too many where we're both on the, Negative, you know, where we both want to quit. There might have been a couple times, and to be honest, luckily our family just comes through and keeps us uh, believing in ourselves, you know. And it's always good to have a support system, support system for sure.
0: 100%. I think that was kind of the backbone for you guys since the beginning, which is. Incredible. I, just hearing your guys' story, um, that's so inspirational. And I feel like it's really motivating because for anyone that's working hard towards something that has goals, whether it be like career-wise or hobby-wise, um, I feel like in the end, uh, the key really is to just not give up and to stay consistent.
1: Yes. So consistency and determination. That's literally the, the two that's my belief in anything you want to accomplish is determination and consistency. If you can stay determined and just stay consistent, you'll get somewhere, you know. But if you break the consistency, you're already setting yourself back. Agreed.
0: Agreed. What, what's your dream for the drop? What, what do you
1: want it to be eventually? Uh, well, the ultimate dream, like I said, has been we we've just wanted to be a tourist attraction and I believe we're very well on our way there um we want everybody in the country to be like we're going to Vegas we have to stop at the drop like oh you're going to Vegas make sure you go to the drop you're going to EDC make sure you go to the drop you know you're whatever it may be like we want people to want to come here and want to experience what we have to offer um, we are looking into expanding we um not just yet but it is an idea in the works um, we definitely want to expand and you know, either get a second location, um, maybe even on the strip or in the mall or something super, there's a lot of different ideas. We haven't set exactly what our, uh, ultimate plan is, but of course we want to expand. This isn't all we want to do for sure. Like, like I said, we, we want to eventually be able to throw our own festivals. I would love to be the, you know, here's this rave presented by the drop and, have those ties and really be able to throw raves throw festivals get bigger with events um build our brand so one thing is when and that was one thing that the business advisor had mentioned to me in the beginning as well was uh our brand in order, we, you know, we wanted to make our clothing line and all these things. And he said the same thing. He said, you have to make a presence known before you think you're going to sell your brand. People need to know and want your brand. So if you go and make a bunch of stuff that says the drop and nobody knows what the drop is, nobody's going to buy the stuff that says the drop because there's no meaning behind it, you know? So we kind of took that and we said, you know what? As a retail store, the one thing that retailers get to do is resell other brands so we pretty much took that into consideration and said, well, why don't we pretty much scout big brands, but also small brands, because we're, we're still big on supporting um, upcoming entrepreneurs just like ourselves. But also people like Rave Wonderland, Amazing Lights, Glow FX, Cookies, Exotic Pop, all these big time brands. We pretty much took those in, which wasn't easy. Like I said, it may, um Uh, exotic pop did walk in our front door and that was a blessing (laughs) to us, but every other brand was not a walk in the park, like rave wonderland cookies. Like we had to have multiple, multiple phone calls and emails sent. We had to show up to trade shows. We had to actually go to LA, walk into rave wonderland, talk to the owner, like present to him a presentation, a layout of what we want to do to get him to agree to, to be our vendor. Same thing with cookies. They ignored us for about a whole year. They literally, no response, nothing. And we showed up to the trade show and we went in there three times with like presentations. Like this is why cookies should be in our store. And they said, you know what? We'll give you guys a chance. And this is way before Burner blew up. And he was already a big deal. Cookies was already a big deal in California, but he hadn't even opened the dispensary yet when we got this this whole, uh, he just had his brand in other dispensaries. So when we signed the contract, it was like perfect timing and then he blew up and now he's like on the Forbes list. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a big deal that we have these brands. So it was just kind of like, everything just kind of worked out the way that it did, but we had to really put in the work to, to get all these brands in here. So back to the whole point of what we want to see for the drop is we figured that by the time we made our presence known and the community knows who we are, Now we're starting to drop our own capsules and our own uh, branding of clothing and we're going to make more accessories. So now the ultimate goal is to really build the drop into its own brand. And we're also adding um, sister brands, I guess you can say that like would follow behind the drop as well. That's awesome. Oh my God. I think
0: I actually saw that you guys had some type of I want to say it was some type of drink that you would mix. It looked like it came in um, a little cough syrup container, but it was CBD
1: and it said the drop. Yes. Yeah. So that's what we did was we, uh, we, that was by Briggs Alive. So we did a collaboration and we actually made our own um, thousand milligram CBDA nightcap. So that was our first step into um, branding our own, I guess, cannabis based, uh, type of product. Um, but what we've done as well is like the mini drip that we collaborated with broken, it's a battery, like a vape battery. So you can attach a cartridge to it. We got those made with the drop on, them. Um, uh, we're, we're pretty much just trying to collaborate with our vendors and create our own brand of the drop this, the drop that. And I think that now is like the perfect time because now that people know who we are, this is actually the drop mini tank right here. So it's a vape battery. And this is um powered by Roken. So originally we sold these without the drop. And they became so popular that we decided to make our own. So this is like our own packaging and everything. The mini oh, that drip. Is so dope. Yeah. And then this is our the syrup that you were just talking about. So yeah. The DVD syrup. Yeah. So ultimately now we're just branding out we want to have more products with our name on it and uh even you know be able to eventually get those products into other stores you know where we can distribute because we have also opened um another business it's called Zaza. <laughs> yeah so meanwhile we just threw in another business um established of fall so I want to say it was like September of Um, 2020 during the pandemic um, because what happened was like I said with the exotic pop we sell so much of it and we were the only retailer in Las Vegas well it turned out that so many other uh, smoke shops and stores want exotic pop in their stores that we collaborated with the owners of Exotic Pop, we created our own distribution. It's called Zaza Distribution, and we now distribute to other retail stores. We have about seven locations in Las Vegas, and we are their distributor, and they carry Exotic Pop. So you mm-hmm. can actually find Exotic Pop at multiple um, locations in Vegas now. And with that being said, um, we want to expand our distribution with products like this that we can also, you know, branch out and send our product to other locations. So we're more than retailing. We want to, um, basically all our competitors, we are turning them into partners. And instead of competing with each other, it's like, let's serve the community together,
0: you know? Absolutely. And in the end, I think that'll make you guys more successful hyping each other up because more eyes on both you guys with both of your, your clients and customers for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, last question, how do you guys think of the name, The Drop?
1: Um, So it's actually a funny story because back to when we were gonna originally be just a smoke shop, um, we were trying, the hardest part I wanna say besides the website situation to the business was coming up with a name. That was the hardest part, seriously. I'm not even gonna lie. When I had to file the paperwork, I sat there with Rob at home, like, what's our name going to be like, what are we going to be? And we kept, you know, writing down all these ideas and we, uh, we actually started a corporation and umbrellaed our retail store. We wanted to umbrella it because if you have a corporation, you can add multiple stores to it or multiple businesses. And if you decide one doesn't work, you know, you can add a different DBA and you don't have to refile all the paperwork. So We pretty much had to come up with our corporation name and that was so hard. And um, what we ended up doing was using the first three letters of my last name and the first three letters of his last name, which my last name is Romero and his is Suarez. So we just did R-O-M-S-U-A. So it's Sua Inc. (laughs) That's our corporation. And we just said, you know what? Screw it. We're tired of thinking. Let's just do that. So then it was like, okay, now what's the store gonna be called? And before we ultimately went with, it's also a rave store because we thought we were gonna find a small location. We didn't think we were gonna get such a big location. So we're just thinking, okay, smoke shop. So we went with Era 420. And the reason why was because cannabis was about to be legal. So cannabis became legal in 2018, recreational anyways. So it was still only medicinal in 2017. So that's when we were still thinking of a name. And we're like, well, weed is about to be legal. So it's gonna be the era, like it's gonna be a new era of cannabis. Like, why don't we go with era 420? Like it sounded cool, you know, the era 420. Mm-hmm. So I actually filed the paperwork as era 420 and um started everything like that. And then when we got the location and we decided, wow, we have enough room to really like we can do the rave store too. Like, let's do it. Um, we decided to do that too. Then it was a, like a back and forth of like, okay, are we going to file two business license under one roof? Are we going to have to make two signs? Like what's the rave store going to be called? And we we're trying to figure that out. And, uh, our friend Rolo, the one I told you who, who really like, he's like our rave buddy. It's crazy. We don't see him ever at all. And then we see him once a year. We meet up to go to EDC. We all walk into EDC together And then we lose each other and we never see each other until next year. There's not even like a goodbye or like we just next the next year. It's like, hey, you know what I mean? So so he came around during the time we were going to open because he was out here for a couple months. So it was like perfect timing to have his help. He we were just like, what should the name be? What should the name be? And I just remember we were just kind of like vibing out and we're talking about you know when you feel the drop <laughs> like we're just like and then it just like all of a sudden he was just like the drop the drop what do you guys think and we're like you know what so he shout out to rollo because he's the creator he's the reason why we're called the drop because we the whole conversation had nothing to do about what our store name should be it was we were just talking about like rave and this and that and you know when you feel the drop and da da da, da like it feels great blah blah and then that's just when it clicked and we're like you know what Because Aero 420 is perfect for a smoke shop, but that doesn't relate to rave. Aero 420 rave store, like, no. So then the drop, we're like the drop rave store. So then we were like, what are we going to be? The drop rave store and area 420 smoke shop? Like, okay, we're like, let's just get rid of Aero 420 and let's just be the drop. Because now the drop can be a rave store. It could be a smoke shop. It could be a vape. We were also going to have a vape lounge and we set it up, but we ended up removing the vape lounge because we wanted more room for merch and stuff, but, uh, we were like, we could improvise when we have events, then we'll bust out a lounge, you know? So yeah, that's how the name, the drop was brought in and we just loved it. It ended up being so perfect. And yeah, and I'm actually super excited that that's what we went with. We're
0: Absolutely. Dubstep. And when I hear the name, the drop, I think immediately of dubstep or EDM, because it's like, there's a whole bunch of like, older songs that kind of uh, are classics now like um let the bass drop like you you hear that all the time i mean my username is freaking bass drop princess that's how much i like love dubstep and edm so that's so awesome that you guys were able to curate some of your biggest passions like together and actually be successful
1: yeah, it's just it's been such a dream come true. And like, it's just crazy how I believe so much in manifestation and I believe so much in just keeping your focus on what you want and the universe literally will bring it to you like one way or another, you know, and it's it's just been super cool to watch everything just before my eyes, you know, and seeing our three year anniversary is just like it's just been so like heart heartwarming to see the community and how much support we've gotten over the years. And it's just, it's just so cool. Definitely. And I'm excited. I'm so excited. I feel like our rave Instagram and like our rave scene kind of like died down just because there wasn't too much going on over the last year with raves. And um, now that things are reopening, I'm just super excited to really get out there more than we were before. And I'm kind of planning on collaborating with other brands. Um, I'm hoping, you know, I've, I actually met the owner of Rolita Couture and, you know, we're I talking love Rosa. About, yes. She's so cool. And I definitely want to collaborate with her. And, you know, we're talking about getting her brand in here and just kind of cross networking. I just think that that'll be so cool because I love how her clothing is designed on top of just the regular sizes, for bigger sizes, because Rave Wonderland is a really cool brand, but the sizing is not, there's very limited to size, you know what I mean? And I want to be able to offer multiple, you know, items to multiple people, you know? So that's just kind of like, I'm definitely excited to get more brands in here and really pick that up. 100%.
0: And in the end, that's what's really cool about the rave community too, is everyone is actually very willing to help each other and make each other successful. So I am very, very stoked uh, for what you guys have in store. Yes. So lastly, uh, I know you have some candy on your arm. Can you kind of tell us about one of the best candies ever that you've received?
1: Um, well, I want to say that one of the best ones, the funny thing is I have like all these really, I don't know if you can see them, like really cute, like different ones. Some are super fancy, but this one right here, which is like the most like basic, just like plastic one. Um, I really, it's, I know this is not a rave DJ or anything, but Post Malone is like one of my favorite artists. I know it has nothing to do with rave, but he did perform at edc in 2018 i believe it was and that was like my main like i need to go see post malone like it has to happen like i'm gonna see post malone and we did we went and we got to see him and i just remember there was this girl she was like really really messed up like really messed up and she was like sitting by herself like super confused and like i just kind of went up to her like hey are you okay like do you need anything you need any water and i gave her water and I don't know. I felt like I kind of revived her and was able to get her (laughs) to like wake up. And I remembered because when I seen her, it reminded me of my first time at EDC, like, you know, what I mean, when you're just like out of it. So I helped revive her. And then her friend came like, there she is. Oh, my God. Like, you know, when you get your friends get lost or whatever. So they were so like grateful that I kind of took, took her under my wing. And I feel like that's what it is. That's what the rape community is about, is helping each other always, you know, to, to take care of each other. And so their friend actually gave me this one and just, you know, was kind of like you know, thank you so much for taking care of her. And we did the, that was when I learned the first time the, you know what I mean? I it before. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. I'm doing this. And it was like post Malone was playing. There was like billions of people. And it was my sister's first time at EDC. I had took her too. And it was just like such a great vibe. And she gave me this and like, I never seen or heard them again. And this was actually the first candy exchange like that I ever got like I've never did like you know with someone who wasn't a friend like a stranger you know your first candy ever yeah yeah and so I was just like I don't know and it's funny that I still have it and I was like you know what like this one just kind of like reminds me of like unity and you know just taking care of each other and it was just like cool that I got to help her where other times it was like me like on the floor, eating the chicken finger, like trying to wake up, you know? So yeah. A really cool one to get. Yeah. And then some of these other ones I have um, are just different random ones that I've gotten. Um, but this one here, we actually sell candy here at the drop as well. Um, it's this is by 26 designs. Uh, what's cool is I know that candy is meant to be like, for exchange and a gift. And some people kind of had a controversy about us selling candy in the store and being like, well, why are you selling it? People are supposed to trade it. Well, my whole thought process on it was before you trade it, you buy the beads to make it yourself Or people are supposed to make them themselves. You know what I mean? To give and I love that whole concept, but some people don't have time to make their own candy, you know, so it's great to have really good artists who can make really cool pieces and we have them available so people last minute are going to EDC or going to a raid, and you don't have time to make candy you could come up, come in here and pick up, you know, a piece that's really made and it's good quality. And just like I said, again, I love supporting local artists or small entrepreneurs. So all the candy that I sell in here is made by Las Vegas candy makers or, um, 26 designs. She's actually based in Utah. So, uh, I met her at a craft show and she actually had a craft show for her daughter. So her and her daughter make these together. And, um, she just took them to a craft show to sell them. And I was like, you know what, these are so perfect. So I had her make some that say EDC, it says EDC Las Vegas. And um, this one, where is it? This one's really cool because it has, let me try to get it, not mess it up. It actually has a real pink quartz crystal on it. Oh wait, let me try to show the camera. See the pink quartz crystal. And then it has like a gold locket and you can put a picture in there. I haven't put a picture in there yet, but you know, so these designs are super unique. They're not just your regular, you know, basic beads. Like I said, this is one of my favorites and it's so simple, but you know, it's cool to get something super cool and fun. And uh, yeah, you can come find all of these here if you need last minute candy.
0: Yes. And I love, I love those. I'm actually in support or of like people selling candy. And I understand that. Yes, of course, like, you know, it's the meaning behind it and all that, but like, like what you said, it's definitely dependent on that person's lifestyle. If they have kids, if they have two jobs, like sometimes people really don't have the time. And some of those candies from those artists that you showed me remind me of the candies that I make. Cause I make I deck mine out. I put all these charms. I put, um, you know, all these crazy looking designs and those are really unique. And I feel like it should be treated as a special piece as well, because in the end, it's really what the, what's the meaning of player that kind of holds the candy together.
1: Yeah. It's the moment. So even if you have to buy it, cause you don't have time to make it yourself. It's when you're in the moment and you're trading it with a stranger or somebody, and you know what I mean? It's, it's about that experience. Experience. And I love that so much that the whole candy exchange is even a thing because it's, it's just such a cool experience to have and be able to have that moment. So I, I love it a lot. Definitely.
0: Yes, absolutely. And it's, you know, like you said, it's about that bond and that candy just kind of cements that bond when you transfer it over. So I absolutely love that. Yes. Yeah. So Marie, thank you so much for being on Best Candy Ever. Um, drop where people can find
1: you, find the drop. Um, so we have a few Instagram pages. Our m- main rave page is going to be the drop underscore rave. Um, our next page is the drop underscore LV. That's where you kind of find more of our smoke shop, exotic pop and streetwear. Um, my Instagram is V-I-D-A underscore Y-R-A a whole nother story of how I ended up with that as my Instagram name. But um, yeah, those are pretty much our pages. Our website, www.thedroplv.com. And you can subscribe as well to our newsletters to get any type of information for upcoming events, discounts, we do ship. So if there's anything that anybody wants, we can ship it out as well. Um, And I'm so excited as well because we do shuffle workshops. So Vegas Flow is coming back. We're gonna have shuffle workshops. Anybody wants to learn how to shuffle. We do flow art uh, classes where we have professional flow artists come and teach you how to t- how to do poi, how to really get some tricks in there. Um, just so many other events that we're gonna have coming up. So definitely follow and we'll have a lot in store for everybody. 100%.
0: And I'm gonna link all of that below to in the caption so that everyone can find you guys.
1: Yes. And thank you for having me on. I've been watching your podcast throughout this time. And I know that it brought a lot of people entertainment during COVID and just able to keep the community and like, shout out to you too, girl, for, for even creating this podcast and finding a way to stay involved and keep people involved. Like, you know, you're, you're a young entrepreneur yourself, you know. Even just starting this this podcast is like a first step, and you really building your your own wave, you know. And you're doing a really great job, and I'm proud of you. So
0: thank you so much, Roll. That means a lot coming from you, because you're like this boss babe, and you just like totally inspired me to keep going and achieving anything really. So thank you for that. Thank you for being on here, and you are you and uh, Rob are welcome anytime. Best candy ever. Yes. Thank you. Hell yes. All right, Candy Crew. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.